I got into learning the history of that car design, and then I started going, wait a second, how could I separate myself and surfboards? Why don't I look back in surfing and the sport and as well as the manufacturing of surfboards, pick that era, go back and try to build surfboards that match that era perfectly. So like period, awesome. correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I also had my own surfing, which helped, you know, I go, okay, now I'm going to try to surf these boards just like that era and try, then I go, I'm going to advance the design. So it was, it was retro, I guess. I hate that term, you know. Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Bantu, and car builder, Steve Strope. And we're going to tell you some stories. Welcome to Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith, brought to you by ARP. Remember to go to arp-bolts.com to get all your bolt needs handled. I've, I've got all my... Uh, handle needs bolted. <laughs> That too, very nice. I love it. That's right, and I've got my the mainstay of our uh, our, our dais here, uh, Mr. Steve Strope of Pure Vision, yeah. uh, master car builder, and mm -hmm. we have a guest today. We have Tyler Hadzikian, who has uh, many talents, which we're going to learn all about. I'll tell you, you're going to be surprised. Yeah, you're going to be surprised. It's I not going to be that. just car stuff. It's going to be kind of like Captain Kangaroo, and Mr. Green Jeans, and, and yeah. Mr. Moose. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you've been you've been busy, haven't you? Ah, okay, yeah. all right. But uh, so uh, just uh, Mr. S Mr. Steve, how was uh, you? How was SEMA? SEMA, SEMA, was, SEMA good. SEMA was very good. I enjoyed myself. It was nice to see it, for lack of a better term, back up and running. Nice. They were, I know, pre uh, register. They were up thirty five percent from the prior year, and you could see that, awesome. especially. Wednesday and Thursday, the foot traffic was extremely healthy. It felt like a good show. It had a good awesome. buzz. It had good activity. Um, so uh, that was fun and good. And we took a nice little uh, 67 Chevelle up yeah. that um, uh, did well, showed well. We weren't going for any form of award in any way. We just brought a nice car for nice. Dynamat for... Uh, the guys there who are wonderful hosts to us. They're buddies of yours. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, um, and let's see, uh, secured a couple of uh, magazine features that everyone will see a little later in uh, Chevy Hub. Nice. Um, Stephen Kim's beautiful quarterly book. Beautiful magazine. And yes. uh, also uh, Terry McGeehan's uh, Hemmings Muscle Machines will be doing something on the car. So that's always a good week. That's, that's awesome. You know? That's so, awesome. Had a good time. Got to see all my friends. And as always, it is always a good time. So, anything strike you as particularly interesting that you saw at the show? Any cars that you thought were particularly outstanding? Anything that mm. uh, you wish you had built? Uh, no. There? no, there's there's the usual big yeah. craziness cars, the over the top cars, because that's the SEMA circus, right. and there was plenty of that. Um, there was some very impressive things, of course. There's no lack of quality up there. Some very impressive builders uh, always uh, bringing it, sure. per se. Ring, Ring Brothers, Brothers, of yeah. course. They yeah. won again. Yeah, yeah they did. Great what a job. Yeah, they do great, great stuff. Great, great job. Yeah. Um, Mike and Jim are good friends. Yep. Good guys. Great guys. We need to have them on. Or at least we one can of them. do that. Hear that? We can one do of that. you two. Well, I understand they're pretty much doing the snow farming thing. We should probably mention that Jeff oh, is not Jeff. here. Jeff is not here this week uh, because, uh, like we say, it's snow farming. But actually, he will be back. We'll have him on. There's nothing wrong with Jeff. He still likes us. He still I, likes I you? I think he likes me. Okay, yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. But uh, we'll have Jeff back, and we'll have we'll have uh, the Ring Brothers on at some point. We'll have yeah. a bunch of folks on here. But yep. uh, 
Yeah, so that'll be fun. I'm glad SEMA was good. I was not in the country. So that that's was, right. You were I was, you were abounding. That's why around. my that's why my shirt doesn't fit. I had vacation. Uh, a little were, vacation there. I was eating, eating my way through. So yeah, it was well, very good. That's good. But uh, let's turn to our guest here, uh, Tyler. Tyler is a man of many talents. Thanks for coming on. I yeah. really appreciate your time to come up here and uh, be with us today. Hi. Yeah. Howdy. Way over there. There you go. Bottom line, you know, we're kind of kind of curious about how this all came about because you're actually a surfboard guy. Yes. From the roots, that's where you met Marcel. And Marcel was, I guess, the guy who bought your first, bought your first surfboard. Yeah, first commission surfboard. That's that's very cool. Very cool. What so, year but, would that be? That would have been... 1984. <laughs> wow. 1984. Yeah. Yeah. I was in 10th grade. <laughs> yeah, I was in 6th. Uh, I was you were in 6th grade? Yeah. Yep. I'm old. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but how did you, you get were, it? You were carving surfboards in 6th grade? Yeah, well, uh, gosh, all my friends had paper routes, and uh, I was helping them with their paper routes. So I had somebody to surf with because we were pretty young and weren't many guys surfing. Where's this located? Where are we So located? this is in El Segundo, which is next to LAX. Beautiful downtown El Segundo. Uh, yes, yeah. A little. Where the debris meets the sea. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, Mattel's there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Bunch of Fortune 500 companies in El Segundo. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful, it's actually a really <laughs> nice town. <laughs> You've never heard that? <laughs> no, but that's precious. Yeah. I like that. Have you been by there certain <laughs> times of the week? <laughs> yeah, hung out there a lot. <laughs> yeah, stand, stand back. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of big companies that are in uh, El Segundo, and the cops there are uh, very entertaining. Yeah, Red Fox used to have issues with uh, the cops of El Segundo. He yes. talks about it on his shows it's quite a bit. In the show, yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Did you know Eddie Paul? Actually, I, I get I got to know him a little bit before he passed away. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, he had shops in, in town. He lived in town, and uh, I knew of him quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, I did but, a lot of work with Eddie Paul. Okay. Eddie Paul was a was a customizer of note. Do you know Eddie Paul? You ever heard of Eddie Paul? Eddie, yeah. Yeah, you heard it. Okay, we're moving on. Eddie Paul was, uh, you know, uh, he was one of these wacko guys that was... I feel the Blake stare oh, works well. Oh, my God. Eddie was a customizer of note, but he also built all kinds of crazy stuff. He had a, a shark that he built for Discovery that actually swam with, with one of the Cousteau sons in it. It was like this shark cage that was articulated, and he did all this stuff, and he built... Uh, like the, the the sets for Ice Pirates and all these crazy movies, and he'd always go by his place, and there'd be just stupid stuff there. He built the uh, the uh, Mercury's for Cobra. Remember the Cobra? Oh yes, yes, Stallone's movie, Stallone's deal, the Black was, Merc. Yes, but the bottom line was he won for Cobra, okay. based because Stallone bought himself a fifty Merc. Right. And it was that, so now that needed to be the feature car in the deal, which oh. is probably a tax deal. But anyway, so he ends up building this, this Merc, and then he builds all these really crappy Mercs that were, they were horrible, horrible cars. But all they did was bust them up, but, you know. Jumped them. They jumped them. They yeah, jumping. you know, typical deal. It was, I remember them, one day Eddie's saying, well, what you, I got to fix these cars. I got to put front wheel disc brakes on them. I was like, well, why do you got to put front disc brakes on 50 Mercs. He says, because somebody on the movie read something in some car magazine that probably said front, you did. probably I did. Mm-hmm. Front, disc, front disc brakes are good for repeat stops. So you need front oh, disc right. brakes. Well, they're this they're is true. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, in a, in a movie, they stop for a half hour between takes. So they're pretty cool. So they're really not a big deal. But anyway, bottom line, Eddie, Eddie was involved in all those things. So Eddie was kind of this, this guy that introduced me to the police in, in El Segundo. And yeah. 
He would get away with murder. Yeah, absolute was, murder. Did a lot of stuff with fiberglass too. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Well, yeah, so that leads into your surf projects here, your surf business, which yeah. boomed evidently. So, so how did that all take place? You know, obviously you're a kid. You're yeah. really young, and you're making surfboards. Yeah. So. so my dad made my first surfboards when I was a kid, and um, when he was too busy to to build boards for me, I'd go in the garage and pick up the tools. He had a little tool chest and, and, uh, I'd watch, watch him make a couple boards for me and started doing it myself nice. and he was too busy and, uh, really all kind of stemmed from, um, like I was saying, uh, my friends all had paper routes and I needed somebody to surf with. So I told my parents I wanted a paper route and they said, you can't have a paper route. It's going to affect your schoolwork. And I'm like, Hey, I'm doing all, all my buddies, you know, routes for him. So when I made my first surfboard when I was commissioned by Marcel, his mom took us to get materials because we were, of course, too young. Um, when I made that first board, I, I go, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You can't tell me I can't ha make surfboards. So that's where it really stemmed as kind of a, a finger to the parents that you can't tell me I can't do this. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's, that's awesome. where it started. That's, that's very cool. So your, your father was your, your father built surfboards? Yeah. My, my, well, my dad had been around surf shops in the 60s saw how boards were built and in in the 70s he started building boards for himself and that's kind of how it got passed down to me so the technology and the, the techniques that i used were kind of outdated they were actually 60 style techniques you yeah. know because i hadn't been around other surfboard shops so it was, was just whatever stuff like jeff hose yeah yeah jeff ho uh actually was he still around when you were doing this yeah he, he was kind of faded out by you then? know he was still like Zephyr. Zephyr, yeah, the 70s were, he kind of, kind of a little more underground at that point, or kind of disappeared a little bit, but uh, he's definitely well known, you know, right. of course, right. in my area, the Venice area. Um, after the uh, POP pier was torn down in the early 70s, mid 70s, early 70s, and that was his kind of place, that's where, after, after that was torn down, he kind of faded out a little bit, but uh, other people in, in, um, the Dogtown era, like Craig Stesick, have uh, been real good friends of mine, artists, you know, airbrushers and, and artists. Um, They're actually now good friends that I've actually traveled to Japan with and stuff. So, Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP-Bolts.com. We got a fantastic little backdrop here. They make it an outstanding series of bolts, almost anything you would need for engines, chassis, things like that. In fact, we were at lunch today, and a guy asked you about the, the, the bolt on the back of your shirt, and it was, and, it was really, and I said, well, it's really about a head bolt. They neck the, 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 the stem down of the bolt on a short small block Chevy head bolt, so the clamp load is even across three different head bolt lengths on a small block Chevy. And, uh, you know, so that, that's the kind of technology that you get out of sure. ARP. And uh, we, we've all got stories on all that right. stuff. Well, but, for a uh, translation of what he said, call ARPBolts.com. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the message is that you can't get any better than that. No, you so cannot. There yep. you go. Nope. Excellent. And then just check them out at ARP-Bolts.com. We'd like to thank our friends at InTheGarageMedia.com. They have three fantastic magazines. They've got Classic Truck Performance. They have Modern Rotting and my favorite, All Chevy Performance, with Nick, my buddy Nick, oh, you're the so editor. Biased. So Correct. yes, of course. Yes. But uh, they're doing print media, which yes. is, uh, of course, our favorite. So in uh, color magazine. and everything. In color and everything, yes. and and you can get your your car on the cover of one of those books, right. which is right. a fun no, deal. A great yeah. tech. You great tech. By you, you know, not always written by me, but yeah. People. Yeah. Not yeah. always written by me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pick it up and read it. At yes. InTheGarageMedia.com, and uh, they're our friends, and uh, they will thank you.
real big because I had always done everything start to finish myself, which, oh. which kind of, kind of restricted a lot of my development as far as growing the business. So you're more artist than you are manufacturing. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you, ever, do you ever do anything with hardwoods like Koa or is it only shaven? No, uh, it's fiberglass balsa. Uh, balsa. Um, I used to bring in uh, balsa wood from Ecuador and balsa boards are kind of a, a board that you'd see pre polyurethane foam. So pre 59 would, would have been balsa boards mm-hmm. and the techniques of, Post-war materials, balsa and fiberglass, is what basically built the surfboard industry in the late wow. 40s, early 50s. Keeping the surfboard and hot rod, do you know Bob Barnes? Absolutely. Yeah. I made boards for Bob Barnes, actually. So, so those of you who aren't going to know this, Bob Barnes had a uh, chrome shop, Verns, and uh, he's also a well-known guy in the hot rod world as an owner and been around the the inner circles for quite a long time and he also had his own line of surfboards uh very nice boards actually um so we were actually talking at one point about doing one of my logos on a board and all the rest and i of course never pulled the trigger so now i got you so you're stuck doing it but um so that's that's interesting another there has been especially because of the woody uh, surfboard and uh, there's been those of you who have been reading Rodder's journal for a long time he's had at least one um, the surfer interwoven with the hot rods world in the especially the 60s when that blew up with the Beach Boys and all the songs about surfing and all the songs about hot riding at the same time they're a very interconnected lifestyle uh, that I from a farm town in upstate New York you know, knew all about, read all about, heard all about. Um, so um, I find that that's very interesting. It's very easy to see how you got doing what you did with knowing Bob and seeing how his life was surfboards and hot rods and, and streetcars like that. And I met Bob through the artist Steve Stanford. And, uh, of course, uh, again, if you don't know who Steve Stanford is, I'd suggest a Google search. Well, um, and learn something. But uh, so now we're talking about your 18, 19, 20, 21, 25. You're still manufacturing boards, but they're bespoke. They're handmade. They're per order. Yes. So, so, okay, so, so we're not talking volume like Hobie. No. So, so the period that I grew up in, uh, the 80s, it was pretty much strictly shortboards. And um, that's what I was into. And there was a point where... Um, well, when I turned 16, I started getting into classic cars. So I had a 55 Chevy. I started getting into Tri-5s, which were an easy transition, easy kind of car to um, get into the hobby or, you know. Sure. And yeah. uh, so once I got that, I mean, I was the only guy in my high school that had a classic car. So I had a 55 Chevy um, and, you know, guys, other guys had Sobs and other cars of the 80s. And Sobs. So, yeah, Sobs. hey. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, so I, I really started studying. I was really into real stock. It was, it was easy to go. Okay. What did these cars look like when they came off the line? And as a young kid, you know, I mean, at that time, a 55 Chevy was only 35 years old, I think, you know, so, um, it was all about custom, you know, the original colors, knowing all, you know, harvest gold and India ivory on a 55. That's, that was my car. And, and, um, I got into learning the history of that car design, and then I started going, wait a second, how could I separate myself and surfboards? 
well, I'm just going to, you know, I love, I know a lot about this period, mid fifties, uh, car design. Why don't I look back in surfing and the sport and as well as the manufacturing of surfboards, pick that era, go back and try to build surfboards that match that era perfectly. So like period, awesome. correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I, I had my skills. I, I worked my skills where I built boards that looked exactly like that. And then I also had my own surfing, which helped, you know, I go, okay, now I'm going to try to surf these boards just like that era and try, then I go, I'm going to advance the design. So it was, it was retro, I guess I hate that term, you know, but it was, I was trying, I go, okay, I'm going to make it look like this. I'm going to build it with my own, own hands. I'm going to surf this style to its highest level. And then I'm going to take it beyond. And uh, when I say take it beyond it, there's an era. So in the, the period that I'm talking about, it was longboards. Um, by 1968, the longboard was gone. It was a dead, dead deal. So uh, for me, it was really neat to take my surfing, say to 1968, the equipment that I built myself, and then make it 69, 70, 71 without the shortboard influence, without that transition. So mm. I've actually kind of created, it wasn't just classic or retro to be retro and trendy. It was, I saw a way to kind of create my own history in my, in my industry and sport. Wow. Wow. You've been very successful. I looked at your Instagram. I see a lot of really interesting designs and a lot of stuff, you know, based on automotive, which is, which is very cool. So you, you've got the 55. What other cars? There was a list that was given. You got a 50 mark as well. Look well, at that. They're going to drop well, yeah. Well, I, I, following Stallone. The, <laughs> the 55 is something that I, uh, I started with, um, I had 55s and 6s. Um, I had a 56 nine-passenger wagon that I found in a, in a garage in, in El Segundo that was actually from a car lot that no longer existed. Came off a lot in El Segundo, which was really cool to have. Um, and then I worked my way into Nomads, 56 Nomads. Owned a few of those. Sold my last Nomad, I think I was uh, 20, mid-20s, I think. Uh -huh. And um, to actually get a 41 Woody that Marcel had turned me on to as his... He goes, hey, there's this, I was driving down this alley in, in Huntington Beach, and he goes, this guy has a 41 Woody. It belonged to his dad. His dad passed away. He wants to get rid of this. It had a wood kit on it, needed fitting, and, and, uh, but all the mechanical, a lot of stuff had already been restored. I sold that Nomad to buy that Woody, built the Woody up, and in my late 20s, sold that Woody along with some other money to put it down on a house. So had my own job since I was 12, made my own money making surfboards. Every penny from surfboards went into hot rods. Hot rods were the piggy bank, sweat equity. You know, it, it, just, it just stayed with me, never got into drugs. So that was always with me. And then I was able to buy a house in my hometown through all it's that. Awesome story of, uh, you know, sticking to the, sticking to the topic and sticking on the job and yeah. that's, and it, making something that you enjoy, which seems to be a theme that I've heard a couple of times when they talk about you that do something that you like to do and, you know, continue to follow that pursuit to, to an end. And obviously you've, you've done very well in that regard, yeah, thank you. but, but, but wait, there's more. Okay. So there's another chapter to this book, a new chapter that uh, comes out of here. So we're doing the surfing thing. We're doing uh, building some hot rods, building quite a few hot rods. It sounds like sounds like you were really into it. But you have become this year, just in the last couple of weeks, yeah. rookie of the year, USAC 360. Yeah, uh, USAC uh, West Coast 360. West Coast. There you yeah. go. West Coast 360. Uh, 
Uh, and sprint car driver. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, that's a lot of craziness. That is a lot of craziness. I'm very familiar with sprint car racing. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, familiar enough. Are you? Yeah. Well, here's you're a nuts. sprint car driver. You're nuts. Sprint car driver. Right, 360s. So, so tell us about the car. How did that all happen? What, what's, what's going on here? Well, uh, you know, going back to even before I, I built surfboards, uh, I would go to Ascot. So when I was about six or seven, um, I lived about 10 to f- maybe 15 minutes away from the track at the most. On a, on, on a good night when the wind was just right at my house, I could hear the sprint cars because there's no muffler rule back then. It was zoomies, anything. Yeah, you you yeah. could run anything back then. So you'd hear it. You know, you'd hear sprint cars across the whole awesome. South Bay, you know, and uh, but um, yeah, it was sprint cars were kind of a carrot for a young kid. You know, my dad would be working on the house or something and working in the backyard. And it's like, you help me do this and you get done. We get done in time. You're going to the races. So it was like hustle, you know, and, and it, it was kind of the carrot, you know, a fun place to hang out. And been going there since I was, you know, six, seven years old and uh, was a big fan my all my heroes were sprint car drivers um dean thompson and sure. eddie worth and you know you know mike sweeney but there's a big difference between being a fan and all of a sudden driving a car and then becoming rookie of the year so there's got what was the transition between the two i mean obviously you would you wanted to and it, the drive has taken you through the whole surfboarding uh enterprise so what happened i mean how'd you end up in a car well, you know, I had friends that used to ride motorcycles. I never really, they took take me out every once in a while and I'd, I'd ride dirt bikes and stuff. But um, I had a go-kart, but it was just a real basic, you know, flexo go-kart. It was a real budget. It wasn't a race cart. Um, kind of, you know, mini bikes, just really just dabbled. I, I really never raced anything. Um, but, you know, as a fan, I'd, I'd sit in the stands and I'd go, could I do that? Do I have the balls to do that? You know, is that really... I don't know if I could do that, you know, and, and, uh, it later on in life as a fan, my, my wife, uh, for our, I think it was our 10th anniversary. She got me sprint car driving experience uh, mm, school okay. with Corey. I was, Cruzman. I was waiting for when you actually were getting in a car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how that happened. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Where was this? I was, was wondering this if you this? just ponied up, bought a car and a whole team and <laughs> no. said, I'm going to start driving now. Well, <laughs> You know, and then I, you were introduced to the wall in turn yeah, one. Right? Yeah, <laughs> had some wrecks, but uh, I have a, a surf shop retail store in El Segundo, and um, I'm going down a an alley. I'm riding to my surf shop on my skateboard, and I go by this one garage that I, you know I've been going by forever, and the garage door was open. I look in there, and there's sprint car pictures on the wall, and I'm going, oh man! And this kid comes out, and I go, does you know who? who owns this garage is you go, Oh, that's, you know, my garage, my parents own it. And I go, who are the shots of? And they go, Oh, that's my uncle, Mike Sweeney. And uh, I go, wow, wow, really? And I go, gosh, you know, could you, could you ask your dad or mom if I could maybe copy a couple of those pictures sometime or something? He goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, never seen me before. I continue skateboarding to the shop and my, I walk into the shop and my wife goes, um, Hey, I got you something for uh, our anniversary. And I go, what? She goes, sprint car driving school. Hmm. Right as like right after I wow. crossed that garage. So there you go. Um, so I went up there and met Corey and and did a few laps. And I go, oh man, I'm gonna come back and do this. Well, I never got back. You know, it was uh I think uh almost ten years later, Corey sees 
my uh, Instagram and I'm wearing one of his shirts. And he goes, hey, we need to get you back in a car. So I go, yeah, that sounds good. So uh, I, I come back out and I start practicing and, and I'm just having fun running laps. You know, this is cool. Right. And, you know, I was hooked to having fun. I never dreamed of racing. I just go, oh, this is fun. I'm learning how to drive, not race, but drive a sprint car. Oh, I can handle a car. This is cool. Finally, one day, Corey puts me up on the tractor and I'm sitting on the fender as he's ripping the track. He goes, hey, you know, get up here and I want to talk to you. So he's ripping the track. He's talking to me and he's like. Explain to them what ripping the track means. Uh, you know, the tractor with the, with the kind of jaws that just rip the, the track and open the track up so after disc, it's sealed over. Disking it? Is that the kind of thing? Uh, more than that, huh? Yeah, more than yeah. a little deeper. Okay. Yeah, because okay. when the cars are running, they're basically flattening it, it and yeah. also smoothing it and grooving right. it. Right. So you want to no disrupt grip. that. And, and sure. so they, they usually got just a full-on grater just yeah. pulling up. And yeah. then they roll around, depend on the track, roll trucks around or roll right. something yeah. around it. Basically even it out before the next tractor run. Tire. Yeah, next you, could actually, tractor tire. you could actually put rubber down on it where it seals it over. It feels like concrete almost. So what that... What that, that ripper's doing is it's right. tearing all that up, and it's really hard because there's rubber combined in it. Right. And then right. they're tearing that, and they water it, and then you can roll it in. So it's it's basically, or it is, it's track maintenance mm -hmm. right. for sprint car, for dirt track. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. Okay, continue. You're on the fender. Okay, I'm on the, on the fender, and uh, Corey goes, he goes, uh, what's one of your boards cost? He's, he's always wanted one of my boards anyway. He's, he's, he goes... He goes, okay, um, how old are you? And I go, I'm 45. And he goes, perfect, okay, you know you can run seniors. There's a senior division, 45 <laughs> and over. Nice. Right? And he goes, I'll tell you what, you make me a board. Um, I'll give you some practices. I'll give you this and that, and we'll have you run a race. You can run seniors. And I was like, I kind of started to spin. Like I'd, right. I'd been, you know, practicing, never dreamed that I, you know, how race, race sprint car, how am I going to do that, you know? And uh, all of a sudden it was real. I'm going to race a sprint car. Wow. And Corey was uh, instrumental in doing that. And Corey, I think, has been a long time ARP uh, sponsored school driver and all that stuff. Uh, ARP years. does sponsor a lot of racing. So we'll throw that out there again. A lot so of racing. Bet, so. All, every kind of racing. Yep. Well, the, the bolts are bolts and all their hardware are pretty much keeping all those industry things together. standard. I mean, they are the industry standard. They, to me, True. they have no peer. So anyway, I throw that in there. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So so now you're so the first time you go out, what happens? So I'm I'm sitting in uh, Adventura. There's a what they call the chute where they push cars mm -hmm. off. Sprint cars don't have starters. Um, sure. They're direct drive. Push drive. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so start. so you're up in they you're out of gear. Slide you up, put 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 it in gear in the chute, and then the push truck comes up behind you and pushes you off. Right. Um, so I just one thing I can remember is is you know you got a there was a slight incline, and uh, you know you have to have your foot on the brake. So I, all I remember is my foot shaking on the brake and just trying to you know prevent it from rolling back. But I was you know nervous and stuff, and uh, and then pushed off and uh, my first my first race. I think I started as a rookie. They, they make you st in that senior division. They make you start in the back of the pack, no matter what. And, and you have a little flag or tag on your back yeah, window. And, and, and one of the things they uh, kind of the same as a short bus kind of <laughs> yeah. special ed sticker. For the yep. <laughs> always good. 
Well, when That's I when right. I well, let's the other drivers know too right. to yeah. cut you a little slack and right. the whole thing. It's, it's Put a safety. Baby, baby on board. Sure. Is that good. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Rookie yeah. on board. So, yeah. so I showed Same. up to the track and, and I go, where's my flag? And they go, you want, really, you want a flag? And I go, heck yeah, I want a flag. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, I want somebody to come up to me later or when it's time and say, Hey, you don't need that anymore. You know, that's a rite of passage. That is, yeah, I agree. Uh, the rookie flag is, is, is part of the experience that I wanted. And they didn't, at first they didn't understand <laughs> that, but then they go, okay, yeah. I get it. You know, so you know, that was a big deal. You know, I wanted somebody to say, you don't need that thing anymore. And it happened. So how'd you do? Uh, I made it to tech my first my, my first heat Excellent. race. I had a couple Excellent. of guys take each other out in front of me and I was able to avoid that wreck. And uh, I finished in tech and I remember coming off the track. And if you don't go to tech, it's a DQ. And I had right. no idea, you know, yeah. it was all new to me. One of the scary things, that was the first time I'd ever been on the track with another car. So... Every all the practice laps were solo. Sure. So this is the first time being. Oh, that's a very different world. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was just right into it. And uh, how big was the heat? Um, I think it was about six cars. Okay. Yeah. Well, not too, not bad. too bad. No, not, not too bad. bad. But uh, coming off the track, they're like waving me down and trying to making sure that I I, I go to tech, you know, and, and stop where I was supposed to, mm -hmm. so that you know I, I qualified in that. So you know it was it was a great experience and. Uh, the cool thing about it, the cool thing that, that I've been able to do is share sprint car racing with Surfing World and my friends and, yeah. and try, try to be an ambassador uh, to the sport so that, you know, we can keep it going. It's, it's a pretty hard-to-keep-going type of sport and, and a kind of a dying one, unfortunately, in certain areas. Especially California, it's, there's a lot of entertainment options, you know, close to L.A. And, mm -hmm. you know, having Ventura right here. Ventura is the best place be, for me. I call it my home track because you have a premier point break, rock, you know, this surf spot, C Street, right next to the track. I mean, you can look over the grandstands and watch guys yep. hang 10, and you can watch guys race sprint car. The only track in America you can do yes. that. Yes. It's, it's, wow. it's amazing. Wow. And uh, to be a part of that and – my first time out, I actually got 100 people, friends and fans to show up to support that first time. We made hats and stuff, so everybody was in a, a cheering section. And, and uh, the track uh, owner, um, Corey, was there, and, and track owner was like, who's this Tyler guy, you know? And, like, I think all these people are here for him. And, and so it looked, you know, it, you know, I try to bring people out, and I try to, you know, keep things going and, and just, you know, just try to pass it on. But the track is very close to the Bat Cave here. We're very, very close to the to that track right now. The original Bat Cave? No, this Bat Cave. Oh, this Bat Cave. The undisclosed secret, Our bat cave. top secret oh, okay. filming location is extremely close to up. the Ventura racetrack. Nice. Which is always fun. I suggest you go there now. I used to go, I used to do karting there. Soon. I used to, the kart track that was right here. I, I don't even know whether it's still there or not. The go-kart track? Yeah. I used to go there all the time. In fact, been upside down there. It's good. <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, okay, so so you had your, your first race, the heat race, but things have like really gotten big from there. I mean, you you are, uh, just to throw it out there so you don't have to say this about yourself because, you know, we never like talking about ourselves. But anyway, the bottom line is rookie of the year for, the, for 2022, and you won the race, the la or you, you finished high enough in the last race to become – to pass the guy that you were one point behind, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, yeah. uh, Joey Bishop, yes. not the singer, but anyway, um, 
but yeah, no, that's that's an amazing deal that you came came up and uh, were able to pass this guy and uh, in the points and uh, finish. What happened in the last race? What what was the what was the saga that happened in that last race that got you the, enough points? Uh, well, I just uh, I qualified eighth, which out of uh, I think there was twenty five cars or something. That's so eighth was a good qualifying. That was my best one of the year. Um, you know, of course, being consistent all year. You know, back to when I was running seniors, it was like, okay, this is cool. I'm going to do seniors. And then uh, the addiction, the drug addiction that I've never experienced uh, <laughs> kicked in. And I was like, okay, I won, I won my first race in less than a year in the senior division. And people are going, you know, hey, you better appreciate this. You know, there's, there's people that don't even win heat races their whole, you know, that come out here and do this their whole career. And right. it's a pretty big deal, you know, so enjoy it. And then it just kept. I kept feeding that. I was able to parlay some of my um, my, my surfing connections um, sure. because I was also pro surfing and, and stuff too. I was able to kind of get those people to come on board to sponsor because there's no way my, my business doesn't make I wish it did. I wish it was Tyler Surfboards was the sponsor, full blown. Is that is that the sponsor we're talking about there? Uh, yeah, the Zarp Excavation and uh, a couple other sponsors along the way. But um, So we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP and ARP-Bolts.com. And, uh, I mean, we all three build cars. We all work yeah. on this stuff. And I, I mean, tinker. You tinker. I we, tinker. Yes, we all build. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of a, a really cool multiple-purpose fastener for me because there's all the science and all the technology which is bottomless trust me unbelievable amount of research that they put into these sure, things absolutely and on top of it you get them out of the the package and they're absolutely beautiful which i've joked before it's like jewelry for your right. car and when pre-oil we're building it yeah. when we're yeah and when we're building a high-end car it there isn't anything else going on it i need it's part of the criteria for right. me to have them lining the engine bay, not just on the engine, everywhere. Yeah. Right. So, so you get all the strength, the durability, the reliability, and fantastic good looks. Right. Sure. Kind of like Jeff here. And without, yeah. without peer. <laughs> without peer. With, and you know what? Or pair. With, with, without peer. There's, no, there's nobody else Correct. that does that what is, they do. That is, it is. So check them out at arp-bolts.com, and they can help you out. So we'd like to thank our friends at allamerican.com. They make some fantastic suspension pieces, coilover shock conversions. We put one on my Chevelle. Outstanding little piece of, of operation. I just did a and, story uh, on an El Camino. And on El Camino, El that's Camino. right. And it's in and, running uh, a hot rod. Look at and, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then I, I think there is, there's a little promo there for- There is a promo code, CARGUY10. So when you're online, put in CARGUY10 and you will get 10% off. Look at that. Well, that's and, not bad. And we don't Absolutely. expect you to send any part of that back to us. No. So I think, Shh, I think we want? should really, really push that, right? You know, Absolutely. So you're on your like own. some. You're on your own. Oh. So thanks again to AldenAmerican.com and uh, check them out. You know, not to put anybody down in the seniors division, I was racing it with some of like Wally Pankratz, one of the legends of our sport, like a, a, a guy that I used to watch as a kid, I was racing with now. He'd come into my trailer afterwards and, and critique our, our, our session on the track. And I was just like priceless stuff. Like I never dreamed that those people would be my friends, just like in surfing, like okay. surfing legends became good friends of mine. And now in the racing world, I have really good friends. And, and you finished fifth overall? Fifth overall. Fifth overall, right? Yeah, for the season and okay. rookie of the year. Wow, that's uh, amazing. Very yeah, impressive, it's... you should be uh, proud of that. So you're gonna go on from here, I presume? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, more racing next year? You know, I started, <laughs> you know, we talked about the, uh, the the hot rods and stuff that I had that you know, was at the piggy bank. And well, I, I kind of 
peddled a few of those and and now put it in the racing which just goes up in smoke so you mentioned <laughs> which is you, sad you mentioned you have a lot of background you had a lot of background in uh sprint cars and such or just a big fan or what uh, uh just a lot of watching and being yeah. around and i've i've been involved in a bunch of different motorsports but just fan hanging out and watching for sprint car uh since moving out here from uh new york i would either be here at this track which i call my my home track also but also going down to paris a little higher speeds down there and uh would enjoy that also but yeah this this is a smaller track but a lot of fun a lot of a lot of family feel at this track you should talk to tyler's wife maybe she gets you an experience and you can become a race car driver (laughs) no she's still around okay but anyway (laughs) well it's it's (laughs) she's still around you know what? It being involved with racing—that's a very logistic, well, very uh, legit, um, yes, it's legit a, question. Kind of where I was going, but you know, there you go. Well, there's yeah. Joe. How do you have a million-dollar race so, team? You start with ten million, and then right. you lose the nine, and <laughs> go I, on from there. Yeah, well, I've been involved with that. I've sponsored a couple of AA fuel nostalgia funny cars, and so I literally watched my money burn. I I bought the nitromethane, so I watched it just go. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> very good. quickly that's a good point are you, are you still doing some of that are i'm not involved? doing it right now yeah. uh yeah. my main boy uh driver garrett bateman is uh still in a fuel uh dragster right now yeah. and uh just just ran uh up at pomona unfortunately didn't win but cut one of the fastest times he has in the car so far so excited for him but um which which car is that which one? uh he runs uh Oh, what's the new sponsor? Oh, now, right now, if they're watching, they're like, "Good lords!" Clean Boost is the uh, main title sponsor on his A Fuel Dragster. So he runs unblown on nitro, but he'll run against uh, the same and uh, blown on alcohol. Alcohol dragster, uh, you know, basically the, there's two groups in one. So, um, so, and he's been doing it for a long time. Car owners Rick Hinkleman, who had been, he had owned. Uh, double a fuel big show car a few years back so good team good people on it but i haven't thrown any money at it lately but if he calls up and tells me he's doing another nostalgia funny car then i like that i i, I like doing that a lot because the cars look like the ones that i idolized when i was a kid and when i first got involved with that i went up to uh bakersfield for one of the march meets and you know, the first time I was with the team running, and I'm standing on that track, and that I'm squatted down and, you know, wipe the tires down, and he's uh, going to go do a run, and it's night. So you you got all the nitro flames, and you look at the cars, and they're the same. You're, you're transported back. It might as well be 1971 at Bakersfield. It's the same stance. It's the same tower. It's the same-looking cars, you know, so – that's that's a lot of fun. That thing just <laughs> digs, and uh, that's <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, um, I'm a I'm a fan of all forms of racing, and was very fortunate in my area. Um, I had a small NASCAR dirt and asphalt tracks, Shangri La, Five Mile Point, um, and then I also had about 45 minutes away was a very famous road course, Watkins Glen, then go down south a little bit for open wheel racing at Poconos, and then drag racing I had um, English English Town in Jersey and um, 
oh, how did my brain just, Pennsylvania, um, Maple Grove. Yes. And for dirt bike riding, because I did that too, we had a big famous track called Unadilla, Thrill at Unadilla. So I was, I had plenty of great, multiple different kinds of racing going on very close to home. And then uh, probably ugh, five and a half miles away from me was a speedway, motorcycle speedway track. And you said something earlier that it actually hit home to me when you could hear Ascot running um, at my house where I'm in a small farm town called Appalachian. And I could actually hear the big block feature at the track down in Owego, nice. which is the, the neighboring track. I could hear them from my dad's, from our porch. Yeah. And I remember that feeling yeah. of just wanting to be there yeah. and hearing it. It's calling out to you. Yeah, it was, it was, that definitely struck a, struck a chord with me when you said that. Cause I, I parallel that, yeah. you know, I, I remember hearing, hearing and wanting to be, be close by that. And I had a couple of neighbors that had just, you know, gas welded square roll barred, you know, 71 Malibus with, that would run street stock with two barrels. And, you know, they, they literally had a school bus with the doors off the back and pieces of wood. And they drove the car up into the school bus. That was their, that was their transporter. Okay. So I was around a lot of grassroots racing of, of all sorts. So, um, and I think that's one reason why I like the Ventura track. It gives me that, that feeling too. It's not a, a mega super speedway. Paris is beautiful and amazing and, and just a gorgeous uh, track and the whole setup, but it also has that kind of almost polished corporate feel, which is great. I mean, it's a beautiful track and they get, they get hauling ass down there, but this track, you just walk, you go up and you can tell everybody that's there is the same people there every week and very family feeling at the track. And, and yeah, on the other side is just the waves, which is real cool. So yeah, yeah I like the tracks that are like, it reminds you of like a little league field Sure, where you have a snack bar, yeah, you know, and you have string lights Yep. And the national anthem is played on a record player with the pops and yeah. the skips and yep. through a crummy little, uh, meg, you know, yeah. speaker. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, it definitely has a lot it. of warm feeling up at that track. And that's why I like going there, too. You know, it's, it's a cool hang. I used to love going to uh, Saugus. But I also used to go to Englishtown. That was my track when I lived in New Jersey. That was that yeah, was Englishtown an awesome was a good track, uh, and it was that sound that you could hear from ways away that caused Englishtown to get in trouble because all those people moved in close to it. And it's like surprise, there's a racetrack here. So it's that same old crap, but but in California you can even move El Toro because El Toro is a nuisance for the folks in Orange County. So you know, there's no win if we're, if El Toro moves because of sound, then yeah we have no chance. Well, Pomona fights that, of course. Oh. All the time, they have. They have. If I remember the research, they have like twelve days a year they can run. Period. Yeah, which is That's ridiculous. It. That's For an it. extremely historical, yeah. famous track. Yeah. I, I didn't want to mention you've got on your uh, Instagram post. There's um, which uh, your Instagram post is Tyler Surfboards, and you also have Tyler um, Hadzikian. Racing. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you for that help. Sure. Um, you have that, and uh, there's a mention of uh, problems that are at Paris, Paris Raceway, Paris Auto Speedway, I should say. Yeah, Paris so Auto what's, Speedway. So what's going on there, just so we can get the word out a little bit? Well, they're having this issue. Uh, this, the state's coming in. Uh, Paris is? Yeah. Um, there's, this there's, is the track I've been yeah. mentioning. Yeah. yeah what's so, happening? So there's a, an issue with this water project that they're doing and um it's not that it's on their property but it's next to their property and it would affect um having any events there so when this popped up 
uh, they were supposed to get back to Paris with, with some sort of Tyler surfboards. And you also have Tyler um, at Zekian Racing. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you for that help. Sure. Um, you have that, and uh, there's a mention of uh, problems that are at Paris, Paris Raceway, Paris Auto Speedway, I should say. Yeah, Paris so Auto what, Speedway. So what's going on there, just so we can get the word out a little bit? Well, they're having this issue. Uh, this, the state is coming in. Uh, Paris is? Yeah. Um, there's, this there's, is the track I've been yeah. mentioning. Yeah. yeah what's so, happening? So there's a, an issue with this water project that they're doing. And um, it's not that it's on their property, but it's next to their property and it would affect um, having any events there. So when this popped up, uh, they were supposed to get back to Paris with, with some sort of a package for them to deal with it, like a, a payout. And uh, from what I gather- The track I don't, is affecting a waterway in some fashion uh, some sort of project some water project and uh what's it, it a, disrupting the three brazilian tree frogs that happen to be there or, <laughs> yeah it, you know it, it's Do you know them yeah all three <laughs> manny mo and jack the brazilian tree frogs that live near the paris raceway giselle that no that's yeah. right. different different Lord. brazilian yes. okay. yeah okay go ahead please I, i'm wondering please, if it's oh. real or if it's some you know Right. I'm going to make enemies really quickly, so I'll just back off. But No, it, please. Oh, make some enemies? <laughs> is it is a bunch of tree-hugging nonsense, or is it legitimate? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't have all the details. I just know as, as um, somebody who races there and who's been involved uh, as a driver, and Don Kazarian, track owner, he has a lease for like, I don't know, like 10 to 15 more years there. He's like, he's there. Yeah. He's set, you know? Sure. Um, so that there was supposed yeah, to be that's not a $5 freaking no. piece of real estate. No. That's a big facility. Yeah. And when we first started going there, I think it opened up in 96. Um, there was nothing out there, Yeah, you know, of course off, not. off the 215. And now there's just like everything else. It's, you know, there's these tilt ups and yeah. stuff encroaching on Let's it. Let's move nearby and then make them close. Yeah. 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 So that's fair. Yeah. So it's just like moving to El Segundo, my hometown, and, and wanting them to move the airport, LAX. You know, it's, you know. Kazarian, I guess, has been fighting this and has gone to court. He's won two different times. So who is he fighting? Is it the state? It's, see, that's where. that's it, where it's going to get scary. Is if the, yes. If the big boys are going to start playing. So these two wins in court, um, Basically, have two wins for Paris. No, two wins for Paris. Yeah, no, that's great. Has pushed it to where um, all these different government agencies, state agencies, are coming in and going, open that broom closet, and you know, taking the measurements. In other words, uh, they're starting. They're start lying. They're, they're squeezing them. No lying. Yeah. So, unfortunately, back home uh, we call that making shit up. <laughs> yeah. So it's a real big deal. He's been trying to get everybody to call the governor and. Uh, leave a message about saving Paris Auto Speedway. Yeah, which, that's going to go far. Yeah. The, the guy who doesn't want gasoline engines in the state. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of a bummer. I moved uh, just recently in the last year, moved close to 20 minutes from the track. And uh, to have it go away would really suck. That'd be horrible. That'd yeah. be horrible. I thought, I thought initially it said save Ferris, which reminded me of no, a sure. movie. So, yeah. But it's not. Yeah. No. Ferris oh, that's Bueller. A band, not Ferris Bueller. There's that's a band Ferris Bueller. 
<laughs> Save Ferris. Okay. You have so much more back- you have so much more background than I do. So uh, that's anyway, anyway. So so how so in this case is there anything anybody can do with regards to this this operation? Get a hold of our lousy idiot governor. I mean, get a hold of our governor. You can just leave a message uh, and just say, "Hey, I'm calling to say, you know, would like the governor to save Paris Auto Speedway." And we'll put it up on our on our screen, so we'll have it on our, our deal. Cool. But um, I uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. Looks like we're gonna have to wrap it up here. But yeah, uh, yeah this has been terrific, and uh, really appreciate you coming on. Tyler. I enjoy. Thank you guys. Yeah. Stories of surfboards, fifty-five Chevys, and racing. <laughs> so, and it's check, all good with me. Check, 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 yeah. check. Good, good, check, check, good. Check, check this. Check that box. Guys, all good. And uh, we also want to say hi to Jeff. And Jeff, hi, Jeff. Uh, we'll see you again. Um, hopefully, the next time, Jeff Smith. Of our yep. Jeff Smith, Jeff Smith. And and I want to thank. Uh, um, ARP-bolts.com. That's right. And all the folks at ARP. And, I don't think and, I've ever uh, said that on air yet. And you did an awesome job. I did. Dude. You did the best what? I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to practice it. Just watching yours again. Yeah, so that's we what go. we're going to do. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you again for watching Car Guy Confessions, and we'll see you next time.